This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here today at the Art Hall on 23rd Street in Uptown Oklahoma City, and I'm visiting with Nathan Rutherford and Krisha Rutherford of Dire Known. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having us out. Having Absolutely. Yeah, I thought what we might do is maybe, and I really do want to get to know you guys as people as well as also as musicians and, and really kind of look at the, you know, the whole person, but I thought what we might do maybe for listeners who maybe are not familiar with the band, maybe we'd start off just a little bit about, if you to talk a little bit about the band and the music and and the, any influences and then we'll just kind of go from there okay definitely um well the band is it's me i play guitar i do vocals in the band um and i play bass mm-hmm. and then we've got uh miles bruner on drums and he, could, he couldn't be here with us today but um it's kind of i don't know psych garage rock uh, i draw a lot of influences from uh, the ocs and Ty Siegel and uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are uh, pretty big influences for me. And then a, a, lot of, a lot of Pink Floyd, too. I'm a huge David Gilmore fan, so. Oh, yeah. Pull a lot of, pull a lot of Pink Floyd, and um, I don't know. It's, we're not really going for anything. It's just kind of what comes out. You know, there's a lot of variation, I think, in our sound. I don't think we've ne- I don't necessarily know what we're going for, you know. Not not a whole lot of direction. It's kind of where you know where, yeah. where it takes me. So whatever happens, happens. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like it. And then it would be really interesting too to uh, get an, a sense of maybe how you guys met, and then also maybe you know how the how the music, how the band came together as well, or just maybe how things evolved. And yeah, yeah. So we lived out in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Um, that's where we went to school. He grew up out there, but I moved out um, to go to Southwestern and. We had some classes together, and I was working at a coffee shop out there, and um, he ran sound for events and stuff that was out there. So that's kind of how, how we met, just hanging out at the coffee shop, and um, we got married in September of last year, so it's been about six months, and um, yeah, he, we needed a, well, his last project kind of ended Cobra Drive with Miles, um, so they played together, and he was wanting to do this, and he was like, do you want to play bass? And I've never played an instrument before, ever, so he bought me a bass and put it in my hands and wow. taught me how to play, so yeah, <laughs> I learned how to play for this project, so it's been a little bit over a year um, yeah. of playing bass now, so. Yeah, pick it up, yeah, right about a year ago, so I was, uh, Miles and I played in kind of like a stoner metal project called Cobra Jab, here local. Oh, okay, for yeah. probably yeah. four or five years together, um. And so things started slowing down with that, and I was wanted to, you know, still want to play shows and still want to be active. So um, we just we both graduated and we're moving up to the city together. And I was like, man, you know, I it's you know she she would come to all the shows and hang out and stuff, but it's different. You know, I wanted wanted her to experience that if she wanted to, and it worked, worked out really well. She picked it up really fast, and you know. We got the we got the family unit. Behind yeah, <laughs> going to shows that and stuff. So it's nice. It's, yeah, and I think and that's uh, that's one of the things I was going to ask. I think that's really cool for you guys to be able to share this as part of your lives. And I guess that's what I would really that's the next thing I would ask you is you know what is this like for you two? In other words, that you guys are both in this together. This is something that I know a lot of times I talk to musicians where you know if they're if they're married or in a relationship, one of the people goes off and kind of does their thing, and then the other one does whatever they do. But it's very interesting. This is the first time I've sat down with two musicians in the same band that are married and together. So yeah, it just would be interesting to uh, to kind of understand maybe what that feels like, or I don't know if it's too soon, or I don't know if it's a fair question to ask you guys at this point. But. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I like it a lot. I um, I do the pretty much all the writing for the band, um, and 
it's, it's really nice to have somebody there. You know, it's like a 24-7 jam partner. You know, there's always yeah. somebody there like, hey, I've got this idea. Um, we, we've got a, we just moved into a new place, and I'm trying to do production. So the, like the recording and the mixing and the mastering and all that stuff, I did that for Homebrew. So I, I did all the production from start to finish, and um, I'm really trying to get into that. So it's nice to, we've got a, a studio in the back, and, you know, it's nice to just go lay down a track real quick and, come, come here, I'm going to, you know, want to show you this bass line that I'm, <laughs> like, working on and thinking about and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, lots of, it's, it's just cool to sit around, play guitar, listen to records, and hang out. We, uh, when we moved from Weatherford to Oklahoma City, we, we left our TV in the box and, like, never set up internet. Uh, just because we were so busy and starting our first real jobs. I'm an accountant, so, you know, it was oh, just cool. like, we're, you know, just kind of overwhelmed with the life, and we never set it up, and we haven't since, kind of. So, you know, live in a house with no TV and no internet, and it's great. We just play music and listen to records and read books, and, yeah, it's really, it's really yeah. good. We're really enjoying our lives right now. Just kind of yeah. simple and simple and wholesome, I think. Yeah, it was a kind of a transition that we didn't really expect, but we are really enjoying at this point. Mm -hmm. That's so, really cool. Yeah. I was going to say that sometimes it seems like when we, you know, I, I found that when I set intentions to do something, if I say, I remember when my daughter was very young, you know, I got, I woke up one day and decided, you know, we need to not do, you know, no, no more TV. Let's try to, I think she was like four or five, but I think sometimes when you, you're trying, it's almost like you become the person that's trying not to watch TV and then your whole identity <laughs> becomes around. And I remember like, you know, I love bragging to people and telling them, Hey, I don't watch TV anymore. So I love the fact that, they, that this is something that has just happened. You guys weren't necessarily brute forcing this or trying to make that happen. Yeah. It, it was almost just like, uh, we, we'd done it for so long that we, I mean, we didn't realize how much we would enjoy it when we did it. And so, uh, it was nice. It was nice to not have it. It, yeah. it really, it's a real distractor too, as far as creatively for me. Because um, I mean, I, I like film a lot and I like to watch movies. And so, I mean, if there's a movie I really want to go see, we'll go buy a copy of it and go watch it on a laptop or something, you know. Um, but, but really, it just the the mindless TV watching is a really big creative block. You know, being being able to cut that out of your life and just allows more room for ideas for music and being able to write and record and it's kind of hard to sit behind the desk and you know really get down and record stuff it's it's been hard for me to, to have the motivation to do that I felt like if I feel like if there was a TV in the house I would, I would never record it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah at this point it's almost a necessity to <laughs> for music to not you know to not have that stuff so. yeah that's really cool I mean do you find that in terms of uh, just you know you're all you're all's day-to-day lives when you're at home do you find that sometimes it just the uh, as far as like you know songwriting or you know trying different songs out or you know running through those things that do you find that that it actually allows you to, I mean not having all the other distractions does that kind of become something that you guys will just spend time doing uh, in terms of just spontaneously does that just kind of tend to happen Yeah it's almost always spontaneous it's almost always when I'm in the shower like, <laughs> and I think that it kind of goes back to it you know I mean like in the shower um, there's white noise yeah and it it just kind of removes your, your mind a little bit and allows more creative space to happen. And so I think that's kind of goes back to not having the TV or internet. You know, you're almost creating a, a space for creativity there to not have that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's always almost in the morning in the shower, and I run out of the shower, and I'm just, like, trying to find a pencil and paper, you know, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> throw a robe on and just, yeah, start writing stuff. Uh, 
But yeah, it's it's usually pretty spontaneous like that. Just yeah. Yeah. Out of the blue. And it is, I assume this also gives you guys plenty of time to be able to like just you know practice if you if you've got a song you're working on just to kind of you know work with that and that's that was something that I um, I didn't expect and didn't really plan for but uh, yeah that before that first show it's you know two of two people of a three piece can practice at any time yeah and so we would run through the I mean band practice is hard to get together especially three people and you know turning up amps and unloading and loading stuff and. It's kind of hard to get everybody together, but, you know, guitar and bass in the back of the house, ready to go. I mean, before that first show, I think we ran through the set together, like... Oh, my gosh. It, like, the week before, probably, like, ten times a day. You know, just, like, the whole set. <laughs> and so I feel like we got really tight really fast because we played together all the time, you know? Yeah. So, and I, it really uh, it really propelled Krisha forward, too, I think. Never playing an instrument and then picking up a bass and then starting to play shows like three months later four months later yeah it's so. that I mean it was it was really funny because our first show happened and Nate was like you know most of the time musicians like get their first instrument and they spend years in their bedroom with an amp like they don't ever go out and perform for anybody oh that's for right for years yeah. and then he put a bass in my hand and literally three months later I was on stage and so he was like your journey as a musician was just like very expedited. <laughs> just like, from, you know, beginner to like on stage in front of people. So uh, it was kind of funny. But yeah, being together at the house definitely like helped with getting familiar with things um, and being able to have somebody just like right there and able to run through things with me. You know, it wasn't like I was in a band with three other people I didn't like live with or anything, you know. And so it was easy for me to get a lot of practice time in and ask questions and have some coaching. <laughs> the fast track, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got to say, I'm absolutely blown away because that's, yeah, I'd have to say that is probably incredibly... I mean, I don't, I don't know if, you know, you think about the entire world, we don't, I don't know if it's necessarily, this is the only time it's ever happened, but I have to think it is incredibly rare. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I guess this really get, or gets me thinking in two, you know, kind of two different uh, directions. The first one is I was going to ask as far as... Uh, you know, just what that was like. I mean, being able to, you know, or actually, you know, being doing your first live show. I mean, I, if I could ask you maybe what that felt like before and during and, and yeah. just kind of where that was as far as, you know, just psychologically. and Yeah, so growing up I was in choir, so I was used to being up in front of people. Um, but it was really cool, like, going from, like, being in the crowd, watching him with Cobra Drop, because I was at every show for, I mean, a year and a half. I knew, like, I was at every single gig, you know. And so it was cool to, like, be on the other side of it. And it was just, like, I was always a part of things when I was not in the band. But now it was, like, I was, you know, I was more involved in the scene. And so that first show, like, he was so worried about me just because he was, like, you're, I'm just nervous that you're going to get stage fright and you're going to get up there and freeze. And I was totally, like, totally chill the whole night. Wow. And then wow. we got up and we sound checked and we were fine. And then... The sound guy was like, all right, I'm going to kill the house music. We're going to have a great show. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? I just, like, my heart just, like, started racing. And I was like, okay, there's no backing out now, you know? Like, oh, it's, it's go time. And we got through that first song, and I was like, all right, I think it's I'm going to be okay. You know? Wow. And still, it's kind of funny. Like, that's kind of how it happens. Like, I'm not really nervous at all, like, the whole day before a show or, you know, I mean, right up until – like soundtrack is fine and then whenever they're like all right that first song I'm like oh my gosh and then after that it's just normal you know yeah that is wild yeah yeah, 
Yeah. And then as I was, guess I was going to ask too, from the standpoint of the energy, you know, when you talk about the, ener- the shared energy, uh, you know, I'm thinking there again about the typical, or I don't want to say typical, but you know, you have any kind of art- artist or performer, you know, they go do a show and even if their significant other or their life partner is with them, you know, you come down off the stage. I've always heard about that, you know, that kind of that surge of energy. Yeah. I don't know if I should, I don't want to hope I'm not overgeneralizing too much, but there, you know, I hated to call it a high, but it's like, cause I didn't want to, I didn't necessarily want to put that up on a pedestal, but at the same time, we're for expectations that people should think that, but I'm curious too, what this is like, because you guys are both going through this to, you know, you're going through this together at the same time. And so there's not one of you coming home and kind of, you know, you're, you're feeling that high or that energy mm-hmm. from the performance, but you all are going through this together. Yeah. It was, it was really nice to be able to, give her the means to experience that. Because, I mean, I've, I've been playing in bands forever, and, uh, I mean, my first show, I, you know, I've never felt that good after a show before. It really was, you know, like that, that first time, it's just uh, experiencing that for the first time, and it was, I don't know, it was really, it was always something that I wanted her to be able to do, too, if she, you know, if she wanted to, and uh, it was nice. I was really glad that she wanted to, because I, it's, it's been a really good thing for us. It's been a really good thing to connect on, and yeah. kind of kind of build our lives around it, honestly, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. So. That's the other thing I was going to ask, too, in terms of, of, of your life together. I mean, there's there, you know, I know that in this case, I don't want to call it, use the phrase, I know I've heard people say the family business. You have that thing that really brings you together. But I was wondering, too, what that, I mean, do you do you all find that, that you, there's a, a kind of a boundary? Are there certain things that you guys deal with that are, you keep separate from this? Or is this just, does everything all just kind of kind of mixed together as far as, you know, you, you have your life together and, and the things you have to do on a daily basis work and things like that. And then you have the music, but I was just curious if, if, if all this is just one thing or if the, if there's, if it's kind of compartmentalized to a certain degree. I really think as far as our relationship goes, there's really nothing that's compartmentalized. We kind of, yeah. I don't know, we're one of those couples that does everything together and doesn't really no, I'm, I'm, we don't really have separate lives at all. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And I hope it was okay. I just, like I said, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued by this. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, how, you know, how do you separate, you know, this and then the other things that you have to do in life, work, and things like that. And so it is. It's very interesting that all this is kind of, you know, is all kind of mixed together or one thing. So that's very cool. And then uh, I was going to ask as well, as far as the songwriting, is there anything in particular that informs your songwriting in, in terms of? Are there things that you're going through personally or that you all are dealing with or going through? Or I just was kind of curious maybe what you're, you know, I don't want to use the word process, but if there is a process. As far as writing, I feel like um, there's kind of, there's two things that influence my writing and it's, um, one is Dungeons and Dragons. We play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons yeah. together. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's this really communal creativity. Um, it's just a, it's a hotbed too for, for stuff to write about. I mean, we can, you can just, you can never stop. I've been playing probably seven or eight years now, and uh, I got Christian into it when we got together, and we play with our friends all the time, and it really is, I mean, you can, there's, you know, there's world building and stuff that's not serious and not um, heavy, I guess, heavy subject matter. I usually try to write it about Dungeons and Dragons, because it's, it's a, it's a great vehicle for that. But, um, as far as, like, the emotional content in our music, pretty much all of it comes from, from work. Um, I, def- I mean, I'm an accountant, you know, not really by choice. It was really a, uh, I chose to be an accountant. I wanted a, something, like a really steady profession to be able to fund the music. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really think about 40, 45 hours a week 
how that is your life now. Really, um, it's it's hard to it's hard to quote unquote live as a musician when you know almost all of your all of your time is spent in an office in a in a desk in a cubicle. You know, it's, it's so um, a lot of the a lot of our music comes from that the the frustration of office life and you know working and the you know the corporate business machine type thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's kind of kind of a lot of the music. Sometimes I like to call it like business rocker, you know, like, <laughs> business rock, I love that, yeah, uh, yeah, because I do, I really try to, um, I really do try to reach the, the business person, and it's, a, the writing is my way to, to deal with that, that stress, and that, and so it, I'd kind of try to write to that other person, too, that also might be dealing with that, and uh, is kind of an outlet, maybe, so. Yeah, it's very interesting because I was going to say, in fact, I was thinking about that, just using that term, you know, the, the, the term that you just use, having the word business in that. I love that because I think in a lot of ways, you know, one way or another, we're all, and I don't want to say everyone, but we're all in some way dealing with commerce in some way that, you know, we, we have things we have to do every day. There's work that we have to do and that there are those frustrations that go along with that. And the other side of it is maybe we're having to do it more than we really want to. And yeah, there's only so much energy on a given day. So, yeah. I was curious, too, as far as your uh, you know your followers and fans there again, maybe what that has been like in terms of, and I, and I didn't know there again, I don't want to make any assumptions. When you all moved here, was this kind of, in terms of the band, was this just something that, you know, you're just kind of building from the ground up in terms of the following? And um, Yeah. So, I mean, Miles and I played in that band for a long time together, but it was it was more of a, it was heavier, kind of. And so we've, we had friends that come out to a lot of shows and stuff, but um, I think as far as the following, it's, it's been pretty much from the ground up. We didn't have, um, we did play, in, in Weatherford, I did play with two other guys um, in a project very shortly. I think we probably played ten shows or something. Um, and I think I took one of the songs from that that I wrote for that project and moved it over. And so um, we kind of started a little bit off of that. That was about where we started. It's, well, it's kind of like that other band, but, you know, it's, it's, it's different. So um, I think that's where it was initially. But, yeah, as far as the life goes, we've got, I've got some family out here. But we, you know, built, built the, the life and the marriage and the band from the ground up and the profession. We both started our... You know, first real jobs out of college, all pretty much at the same time. It's kind of a yeah. It all really happened simultaneously. With with the band, though, I mean, even Miles had connections with like some of the venues, like so that was nice to have people to kind of you know help us get our first gigs and in that aspect. But as far as like fans and like a following, that's all been from the ground up for sure. It's it's it's. It's similar to Cover Jab, but it's it's a lot less heavy. So it's a different following for sure. And we were really really treated well by all the all the venues. Um, it's it's so hard when you first start playing from the from the ground up because I mean even you say well yeah well we were from this band but it's not the same band oh, you know yeah. so it, it doesn't it doesn't really go it doesn't go a long way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I mean when you're when you're a new band and you have no recorded material and no really. Nothing, nothing to go on. Uh, it's I, I really appreciate venues that just take a chance on people. And they're like, okay, yeah, come out, open up for this band. I've never heard you before. Don't know who you are. Come out and play. You know, yeah. and that's, we really, uh, we were really fortunate with a lot of venues before we got the album out. I, I felt like a lot of places really took a chance on us without ever hearing us and let us play. And I'm, I'll always be grateful for that for sure. So. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, there's, I, and I've had these conversations before as far as, you know, when you start talking about that, that spectrum of, or the intersection of, of art and business, and it seems like there again, I guess, because of the fact that you're, you know, you're trying to find, you know, musicians are wanting to connect with venues and then connect with people who are digging the music. And, you know, how do you, you know, the, the uh, what's the word for use? The, you know, I don't want to use the word machinery, but there's, you know, all those things that you have to do to make those connections that I guess in some ways it could be looked at as a business, but then again, there's also the side of it is that it's, that it is art in terms of you, you're just spontaneously and genuinely being who you are, putting that out there. I've always been kind of fascinated with, you know, the intersection of those things that if you try to be too much of just, just an artist, you know, then you're just kind of working and it's just like whoever, you know, is interested is interested. Mm -hmm. But then if it's also too much of a business, I feel like people pick up on that too. And it seems like there is kind of both right now. I feel like there's so much, you know, in terms of live music, there's so much. So I guess I'm, but I'm getting the sense that you all are, I, I, there again, I don't want to put words in your mouths, but is I, I get the sense that you all are just kind of letting this flow and it's just, instead of trying to force it or make it, you know, trying to make it one way or the other. Or. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially with the job, it's, it's been really nice to, I mean, you know, I work a full-time job as an accountant, so the, I mean, we're not depending on this to survive. And so the, the financial aspect, there really isn't, um, I don't care if we don't get paid at shows, I don't care if, I mean, I've just been giving the album away, really, you know, just at shows, um, people have been really nice to offer to pay for it, you know, but <laughs> it's just, it's kind of, uh, this art is what is, is funneling from me to be able to live and exist in my job and in my current way, so I don't, uh, I don't know, making money off of it just seems wrong almost, <laughs> you know, yeah. it really does, um, it's, it's my outlet, it's, it's the way, it's, you know, it's how I stay sane, I don't necessarily care to make money about it, and um, I mean, that really, I think Dire Gnome or whatever, whatever we do or whatever we play, I think we're always going to be in a project together, and it's always going to be some sort of funnel, there's always going to be a funnel for creative energy for the Rutherfords, <laughs> it'll, <laughs> <laughs> it'll always be something, so, um, but yeah, it's, the, the business, I just like to, I really like the social aspect of it. I really like networking. Um, so, so to me, the, the most important thing is, is networking and finding shows and playing shows with people. And I could really, honestly, could really care less about the money, you know? Yeah. Just because, um, like I said, it's, there's, there's people out there, too, uh, when we go play shows with like touring bands and stuff, they're, they're doing it for real, you know? Oh yeah, and they're they're doing it for real, and they're dependent on that money and dependent on that. So, um, so I feel like for someone a, a band like us that it's the the weekend warrior type. You know, it's I don't necessarily I think it's almost um, I almost feel selfish like trying to you know worry about money. And you know, it shows when there's somebody that's on the road that's sleeping in their van that's trying to find hotel rooms and trying to book the next gig and stuff. I mean, it it's uh, I definitely definitely. Don't worry about money when there's when there's people like that that we're playing with. So oh yeah, you know, the 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 true the true musicians. You know, so. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool when you think about it because I feel like the way you guys are doing this. I mean, it, it still is a way of life. I mean, it's still very much of a you know it's it's obvious hearing you all talk that this is a passion and this is something that's very important. But it's it's, it's interesting because then you look at musicians like that that are doing that, like you said, you know, sleeping in the van and they're out make, trying to make it happen and make a living. You know, they're really in it too, but it's almost like in a way, maybe, I don't know if it's a different frequency or if it's just a, you know, in terms of the art itself or the music, I don't know if the, or there again, it just makes me wonder the experience of, you know, hearing a band that's doing this more for the joy of doing it, 
And there again, I'm not trying to compare and say one could be is better than the other or one's above the other. But it is kind of interesting when you look at this in terms of what the intent, I guess the intention would be, you know, as far as what someone's wanting to do with it or, yeah, or what it means to them, essentially. Uh, I was going to ask too, I don't know if this is, and I don't want to put you all on the spot, but because I really feel like I am, am hearing you all talk and I kind of feel like I'm connecting with you on, a, on more of a human level, not looking at you all as purely musicians. I, it might be interesting just to hear anything that you all want to share as far as, you know, growing up, you know, growing up, is it Weatherford where you all met or I, I can't remember if I had that right. Oh, or, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, okay. we, we met in Weatherford. I grew up in Hydro, Oklahoma, oh, which okay. is, I mean, like seven miles from Weatherford, a really, a really small town um, nearby, really small school system. I think I graduated with 30 kids. Um, and so, yeah, zero, not, not very much music out there at all. So that was kind of my, up, my upbringing. Yeah, I grew up in Stillwater, mm. um, so I graduated with a little more than 30 people. I think it was like <laughs> 350. <laughs> so um, it was, there was more to do, I guess, in Stillwater, but I um, I grew up like heavily involved in church. Um, my best friend and I just really hung out on the weekends. I didn't really like... I didn't really know that this music world existed until I met Nate. And so it's it's a really cool thing because I just like, even though I never knew it existed in my whole life, I feel like this is where I fit. You know, like this is like, it's like comfortable and this is, it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it so much. And so, um, I don't know, I'm really grateful to, for, for Nate showing me like music and how fun and I don't know. It's a lot of hard work for sure, but it's rewarding even if we don't get paid. You know, like like he said, we're not concerned about the money. It's just about like making connections and meeting people and it's something that I never thought I would experience, but it's it's my life now. And yeah. I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna ask you all too as far as what it's been like just, you know, moving to the or you know, as far as uh the time that you've been here, maybe getting some idea of maybe what this has been like, you know, in terms of you know moving to a, a larger, a city, larger city, and just maybe what that what those what that experience has been like. Not to put you all on the spot, but just to be yeah. Well, I mean, really, I mean, this is the scene over here is Oklahoma City and Tulsa. When I when I lived out in Weatherford, I would probably practice at least once, sometimes twice a week. But I would just drive to the city for practice oh, for okay. four or five years. It was like an hour and fifteen minute drive. From Weatherford to from where we were practicing, and um, we recorded an album, and it was every night after work. I drive to the city, record for three or four hours, and then drive back seven, you know, seven days a week. It was, uh, and that's that's how shows were too. I mean, it it really puts things in a different perspective because you know you're going out and you got to work the next day, and you're you're driving and you stay at a show, and the show lets out at two or three o'clock in the morning, and you have to drive an hour and fifteen minutes back. Wow. And so. Wow. And there really isn't any, as far as live music, it's really, I mean, anything, I feel, west of Oklahoma City, there's not there's not a whole lot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's, moving to the city really just made things more convenient. <laughs> 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 we were coming here anyways, you know, it just, it cut down the drive time by a lot. It, it was such a relief, too. I remember, like, the first show we went to once we were here, it was like, we drove home and it was just like 15 minutes up the street and we were like in bed by two o'clock and it was like this is so nice and I think we I don't think we 
like ate a meal in our house that we cooked for like the first like three months that we were here. It was just like, there's all these restaurants and all these bars and all these places to go to. Let's just, you know, I mean, we just like... We went hoggle out. We did. <laughs> we, we went overboard. But we just, you didn't have a lot of access to stuff like that out there. Not a, not a lot of options in, out in Weatherford, Oklahoma, so... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Kind of a, a cultural explosion. And I, I felt like that uh, lended itself a lot to the music as well. You know, you come out here and get exposed to a lot of new stuff and new ideas. And um, my, I, I started off at the art museum uh, downtown, and so there was got exposed to a lot of stuff over there too. You know, I, I'd never really, Chris was really interested in art, but I'd never really been exposed to it at all. And so, moving to the big city and working at an art museum, and it was kind of like a, yeah, a big like a cultural. <laughs> uh, like a cultural funnel into my brain, you know, that was, I felt like that, that lent itself to the music a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting sometimes just, you know, changing places, how that can really affect, you know, how that, it's, I always find it interesting how that can sometimes flow through to your art, just the different experiences that you're having, and, mm -hmm. you know, there again, you can't necessarily point to everything, but it's, it's interesting how some of that is unconscious, and then some of it is conscious, you know, it's kind of a little of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I didn't know if there's anything co you know, coming up that you all might want to speak to or let listeners know about or, or uh, any, any, any developments. Or, and there again, not trying to put you on the spot, but is there anything you wanted to share? It's, it's, it's definitely fine. Well, definitely. Uh, we, we moved in a new place, and I've got, I've, we were in like a 600-square-foot house. And, you know, like tracking vocals in a closet. It would take all the clothes out of the closet, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, that, so, so Homebrew was recorded in a very kind of limited space. Um, I've got a, got a giant room in the back now. I've really been investing in a lot better studio equipment. And I think I have 45 minutes to an hour of material right now. So um, looking at sitting down and tracking and hopefully hopefully before the end of the year have another full length out. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Mixed, mastered, recorded track set out on Spotify. So that's the that's the goal at least. It's yeah. Really, <laughs> the, the writing's the fun part. The, the recording... Recording other people is fun, but recording yourself, it's just, uh, took, I feel like it took, took a couple of years off my life, <laughs> that first album, definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different, different world, different beast. I always wondered about that too, because I've never really been exposed to that, or I've never really experienced being somewhere where, you know, music is being recorded like that. Do you find in some cases, it, can it be a little bit, you know, when you're listening to yourself and editing that, I mean, can that be a little bit... I assume that there's an emotional investment in that because it's you, it's you know, it's you all doing this. And so I was just wondering maybe what that feels like. I definitely, recording the album, I got extremely insecure about everything, you know, because it's it was my first production. I'd never done anything all the way through before, um, and you know, I hated everything. <laughs> it was you know going through it was like oh, that's not right, that's not right. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, this is just. Uh, definitely, it was a. It was a, a period of some major uh, insecurities there, I think. And, you know, this is your art. This is something that you've created, and it's something that you have poured, you know, years of your life into. And you're putting it into a 45-minute snapshot and sending it out to everybody in the world, you know? <laughs> and it's, it, was really, it was really, really hard for me. Um, I honestly didn't even want to release it at points. Just, just didn't even want to... I don't want anybody to listen to this. this is, you know, it's kind of like a... Um, I, had, I had a lot of problems with that, but I'm glad I did. I think the production definitely 
you can definitely tell it's my first production. You know, I think going back uh, 10 years from now, if this is something that I continue to do, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna look back and laugh at it. But it was, you know, it's, it's a milestone. It was, it was the first, it's the first album I ever produced. And I think, uh, I don't know, for for it being my first production, I think I'm I'm still proud of it, even though. I, uh, even with all its flaws and all its problems, I'm still proud of it. So. He did yeah. great. He is very modest. He, the album is incredible. It really is. I mean, I, I really enjoyed he, it. I, yeah. He did such a great job. And I think it's really cool. Like, So homebrew is a Dungeons & Dragons term. Whenever you kind of like make up your own rules and you do your own thing with your campaign, it's called a homebrew. Oh, and so okay. that's where the name comes from. And so I think it's really fitting that Nate got to do all of the production himself. You know, like he like... At points, he was like, I mean, it's his music, so he's going to be a perfectionist about it. And at some points, he just had to, like, stop, and he's like, okay, it's homebrew. It's your own rules. We can do whatever we want. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. <laughs> so I think the fact that Nate, like, recorded and mixed and mastered and did everything with the production, I think it's really fitting to the album. And I think that that's just, like, another part of it. It's, like, personality almost. And it's, an, it's like, its own characteristic that it's, like... Well, this is how we wanted to do it, you know. Like, yeah. We didn't do anything by the rules. We recorded vocals in a closet. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like it really is a homebrew, like in that true sense. And I, I think that's really cool and really neat about it. Yeah. In fact, that's what I was going to ask. That was going to be my next question: is just you know how you you know how you cope with those times when you feel like you just want to kind of you know you just you what you just did you find yourself just having to walk away from it at times and just kind of let. I was just curious, maybe that, but I love that whole idea of the, the whole homebrew concept of because I guess some part of why we get to be so critical is maybe because of the fact that we're thinking it's got to be this and it's got to be this. And I'm just curious though if there's anything that you all, that you had to do or that you helped him with in terms of you know just coping with the, with the stresses of that. Definitely emotionally, I'm a I'm a very anxious and uh, like I said, working as an accountant, I build up a lot of stress. I'm a very stressed out, anxious person all the time, and so. Krisha's great at helping me with those times, and she's very uh, uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down on myself a lot about the music, and I get really insecure about stuff, and um, she's always there to tell me I'm being dumb. <laughs> but that's not true. <laughs> not, not that I'm being dumb, but you know, that, that I'm uh, you know, not giving myself enough credit, or um, always always there to, to wave those insecurities away, so... Yeah, I've often wondered too because when I listen to the album, I mean, I never in my life would have guessed. You know, when, you, when you're talking about where you know this was mixed and and recorded, uh, I mean, I, ne- I it's it's blowing me away to think that that's. I mean, I could not and not tell, and I'd have to think that most people, unless they have, you know, and there again, I don't know someone who is in the you know the business of recording and mixing music. I, but to me, I mean, I, it's it's amazing. I never in my life would have guessed. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. uh, Miles, he has a house. It's it's pretty much unfurnished. A lot of it's unfurnished. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his second houses, and we we tracked drums in that room, um, and so it was a really live room, kind of like this one. Um, and there was a lot of dampening and a lot of hung blanket tents around the drums <laughs> and stuff. Uh, we tracked we tracked drums there, and I tracked some of the guitars there, and um, I think I tracked keys there. I had um, just all my cables running into his kitchen, and I had 
like my laptop and a TV and my board just like on his kitchen countertop in there <laughs> and uh, wearing headphones and he was in the other room and yeah it was it was very DIY <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I think I finished guitars and did all the leads and then did vocals at the at our house in, in the other house so it was um, probably over the course of what two months I'd say yeah, we, we tracked in November. She's great with dates. <laughs> so it was crazy because we got married at the end of September, and then in October we played seven shows, and then we tracked in November. Hmm. And then the album was out, we released it January 25th. So, I mean, it was a wild, like, four or five months wow. right there. And wow. all of that from, like, recording, everything. I mean, we didn't have anything done. I mean, we started fresh in November. So from November to December, even with all the holidays, I mean, it was like, he cranked it out. He did great. And it yeah. was like, there were some nights when he'd be in there with his headphones and he's like, well, come listen to this. I, it needs something, but I don't know what. And so I'd go in there and listen and I'm like, no, it sounds great. I don't know what you're talking about. And so it was lots of late nights, lots of coffee and Wow, yeah. Now I, just, I want to make sure that I'm tr that I'm tracking with you guys on this too. So as far as all all this recording and you getting started with this in in this project and in, in the band, is this did this all? Did you guys move here? You may have said, and I apologize if I. I just want to make sure I'm kind of understanding the time frame. Did you all move here last fall as well, or is it... we moved in January? So we've been oh, here okay. about a year. Oh, okay. And then we played our first show with the band in March. Oh, gotcha. So it was about three months. And then we played lots of shows in between. Yeah, and Christian yeah. started learning bass right about the time we started moving. So yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, never playing bass to an album out in a year. Yeah, in that is amazing. Years. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah, that's why I was trying to kind of backtrack because I wanted to get some sense of because I'm also wondering too maybe if you know you were talking about ten years from now when you look back at this I wonder. You know, is this going to be not only the first album, but is there, are you also, I wonder if, you, and there again, this is, I'm just, I don't know if it's a fair question to ask. Is it possible that you will hear and that will bring back all these feelings of, you know, you guys moving, you starting to play the bass and being a part of this and in and, 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 and your lives together? And yeah, it's just interesting. I feel like there's a lot of strands running through this and mm -hmm. just, yeah. just hearing you all talk about this. Yeah. Music is really cool like that. Like ever since I've met Nate, music has had more meaning like that for me. And so, like, when I listen to certain, like, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard albums, I, like, I feel like it was when we very first started dating, you know? I feel like it was, like, we were in Weatherford again, because that's, like, an album that we listened to heavily, so I, I very much expect that to happen with Homebrew and being ten years down the road, seeing where we are, and going back and listening, and playing shows, and being up late recording and yeah. all the crazy things that have happened in the past year. <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah. cool. And I was going to say the it's interesting because I will say as we're we're kind of coming in for what I, what I refer to as a soft landing <laughs> with, the, with the interview, uh, it's really cool because I, I feel like early on, and I didn't want to make any assumptions, but when I met you all today, when you when you got here. I thought to myself, this is really, and then when you started talking about how, you know, you all are doing this together and how you got started with this, uh, it's really cool though, because I'm, I'm realizing, you know, I think I, at some point I made the comment and I didn't want to expect this or try to force that in any way, but the fact that I was, that you got, and I, I'm, I'm honoring you, both of you, because of the fact that you've been open to letting me understand more about your journey 
together and that this is something that is, uh, you know, you guys have, you guys are doing this together and I've been able to understand your role in this as human beings as well as musicians and as husband and wife and you put all these different connections in this. And yeah, sorry, I know that was kind of long, I, I apologize. That was a little wordy, but no, I mean, I just, I guess I want to really honor you all because I think that's so cool that, uh, that this actually came out this way in terms of getting to know you all a little bit and hearing your story. That, yeah. Well, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Yeah, we, we appreciate it.